0: There's a lady whose shirt, all that glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. Yeah!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was not our guest, but that was one of us. And we are in a new location there, Carlito. And
2: by the way, we're live. We
0: are live at Digital Fabrication. Is it Digital Fabrication?
2: Dib- Dib- Digital Fabrication.
0: Okay, and we got two very lovely guests here. We want to learn a lot about you guys. Uh, we've got Tim. On my left and I've, we got anatole on my right and then carlito's far on the hey right. i'm over here how's it going <laughs> so Good. we're gonna get right into it we want to learn a shitload about you guys and how you guys got into the business because you guys tell us that you're boring wood guys but i don't believe that no we're not
3: boring i do not believe that at all the work we, we do is not boring
0: all right so <laughs> get right into it tim tell so us a little bit about yourself
2: i grew up in a wood shop my father had a furniture factory overseas I never really got into it as a career up until probably a couple of years ago. But in the meantime, I was also building homes on the side. When I met Anatole, we're actually, believe it or not, neighbors door to door and uh, partners. <laughs>
0: you guys both moved in the same time?
2: I moved in about six months before Anatole. And he just thought I was a cheap Greek trying to fix my own house. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
3: Do you guys wave to each other every morning no, when you come? I saw him wearing a suit, blue suit. He didn't look like the type who would be building something in the house himself. So he was standing outside next to his Mercedes-Benz and smoking. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, oh, God, this guy is... Uh...
0: You painted a picture of him already. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. until,
3: until I saw like a pile of wood in the house and I'm so like oh there's contractors he, that are working he saw probably about four deliveries from Brenlo
1: mm, nice <laughs> place
2: and basically I, I redid the whole house and then when he came in to see it after the first thing he said to me was what the fuck are you doing you know at Mercedes <laughs> well, so
0: as soon as you saw his workmanship you're oh, like yeah. wondering why are you I, selling was, cars
3: there was not a single guy in my shop could match his quality oh wow yeah.
0: where'd you learn it from Tim? my father from the old man yeah from and the old he man he taught you the tricks yeah and then we got, okay, so how did you get into this game?
3: Oh, I, mine is a very long story. <laughs> Give us a For, short version. Short version <laughs> is that I had a trucking company. I was targeting woodworking uh, shops to service their business because they paid the most. They needed the white glove service. That's where I made money in trucking. So, but I was always inspired by the woodworkers because they always built the coolest things. I admire that type of work. So I had a chance that one of my clients was shutting down his shop to take over their equipment and started the business. There was a cabinet maker there that was still there renting the shop on a day to day basis. So the landlord offered me, he said, if you take over all the equipment, you can use him to build the stuff for you at the beginning until you learn. That's how it started. So I kind of took over the chance of starting a business that I didn't have experience in.
0: You but just jumped right into it.
3: I jumped right into it, but the, at my early youth, I had experience in uh, construction. Residential. Yeah, residential. Okay. I did. I did all kinds of millwork, like not millwork. It was drywall. We did studs. We put walls together. General kind of work, really. I always had the passion on the woodworking side. I always, ever since I was a child, people would ask me what do you like to do when you grow up. I would like. I like to become a woodworker. I even considered going to school for it, but when the YouTube came, I'm like screw that i'm gonna just learn it on
2: youtube that's it i was gonna say me and anatole kind of complement the business so i'm sort of the background of the old school woodworking right so i like to use the joiners the planers but then anatole is amazing with all the new technology like the cnc machines the laser cutters you need still both disciplines and that's where sort of both of us input into the company. That was
0: my first impression when I walked in here, like, cause I know Paulo, our friend Paolo, is the one that said, you gotta go by and meet these guys and check out the, the the workshop. I could see the marriage. I can see the old school, I can see the new school, and I can see the two getting together.
3: So the thing is that when I got introduced in the world of woodworking, the shop didn't have a CNC. I had previously a client, when I did the trucking business, I kind of got into the signage and printing. I used to put the decals in my trucks myself. I bought a vinyl cutter and I used to cut, had a background in the software, knowing how to use Illustrator to do the illustration and the, the toolpath cutting and all kind of stuff. So how many so Stadler
0: pencils do you have? <laughs> <And> I'm <laughs> assuming you got a whole collection.
2: Yeah, well, you know what the funny thing is, we can't find a pen to sign a check in here. We, yeah. we sign in pencil, <laughs> <laughs> it's only pencils. But, but the,
3: the realistic point is that the woodworking the old school way, Anybody who is still doing that version, I don't see them being in the business for too long. They're telephone booths, man. Yeah. With CNC, you're cutting down on the labor force a little bit, but you're also increasing more work because now it's assembly rather than building. You don't build by uh, old school version anymore. CNC does all the work then the guys are assembling it's
0: fabrication right yeah. so how okay i want to get right into it. i also want to let everybody know that we are actually in your workshop so yeah. that's what the background noise is the guys are still working they're they're yeah. still doing their things right and yeah. they're building actually some really cool circular yeah. modular New just Canada. like really yeah. really cool items how old is digital fab and like where did the name come from and how did you guys get to that point
3: uh, it's about four years old 2000. 15 actually, sorry, 2015 we started it. Digital fabrication name came from digitally fabricating. If you search that name on internet, it will give you laser cutting, CNC cutting, and 3D printing. Now the 3D printing, it's something maybe, maybe about a year or year and a half we, will, we should be able to use it in our business. But at the moment, it's so small scale in terms of how the finishes come out with the 3D printers. They're growing very fast. What
0: exactly is a 3D printer? Like, Can you kind of layman's version
3: of it? 3D printer, it's uh, basically you feed PVC. I don't know exactly the name of because I don't have one yet. I know you feed them with a PVC strings and it just basically layer by layer, it builds up the shape for you again that's something that really doesn't help us or benefit us in our business right now but i can see it's maybe if if they can build a large scale affordable we might consider building some of our forms or some of our jigs with that that will help our business our day-to-day Process is that we always rely on CNC to do ninety nine percent of the work. If it can't, then we think about the other ways. It's
2: mostly that's when I come into play. If we can't do it with the CNC, (laughs) then you figure out the old school (laughs) way. The old school way. But is
0: it heart wrenching, Tim? Like when you kind of I get that you're you're looking at these future machines and the future ideas because the clients are asking for things that were not available. 10 Correct. 20 years ago Correct. right the imagination wise they were there but physically building them and putting them together they weren't quite there Correct. as a, a specific tradesperson doing it right like an artisan right yeah. so are you looking at these things and going okay that's going to be really people are going to want that in five years so we need to start preparing for that but does that kill you tim where- No, it
2: doesn't actually i'm embracing it the reason why i say i'm embracing it if i had to build a round booth and i didn't have the cncs it would probably take me and let's say two of my guys working on it for about a week to get to that to get yeah. to
0: what you guys have just created in what how long
2: well so we have the guys upstairs it might take them an hour to do the shop drawings uh, another hour and a half two hours to cut the rib system and then uh, we assemble it so we're, we can be done before
3: lunch Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to two weeks. So I'm embracing it.
0: Yeah. You have to embrace it, right? See, the
3: thing is that that's what I saw. I saw the old school version of doing things. And I'm like, if I put this on a CNC and I rip cut it and I can visualize it in my head that how I can process this a lot faster. Honestly, with the help of CNC, there's no other way of doing it.
0: What does CNC stand for?
3: Computerized Numeric uh, Cutter. Cutter.
0: Is that what it is, computerized numeric? I Carter? think so. Okay, think we're so. going to take a guess on that. Carlito? Yeah. Hi. Uh, you seem like a court reporter down there. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so
4: is that is that router bits or is that lasers, water so jet? What CNC, is that? So
3: CNC comes in. So it's the si- same system they use for laser, for printer, as well as the router. So you can add router to it. You can add laser to it. You can add water jet to it. They all run on the same processing system, XYZ the movements and then they have the five axis as well which again in our business is not as usable probably a lot of the staircase guys when they do sophisticated handrails they would use it but nobody comes to us for hands uh, handra- we would design it with our process uh, we would kind of make it work in our way i would say five axes most of the time it's being used in the old school designs in the modern designs it's all flat panels decorative finishes a lot of people don't do carving anymore for have you
0: guys got into or are you going no. to because i know a few stone guys that are doing five axis robotic stuff to build art you need five axes
3: the fastest way of doing it you put a block there and your uh, router is running all around it top bottom around it and building it what are the limitations for materials four or five axes yeah uh, depending on again if you have a kuka system a kuka it's like a robotic arm where you can apply all kinds of uh, router bits to it. You can do a diamond, you can, do, you can even put blades on it, like a saw blade. Uh, but again, how you program it to cut it and what material you're cutting, it all depends on the routers that you're gonna use. So if you're doing stone, there's diamonds. If you're doing uh, wood, carbide, carbide bits, right? Yeah. Uh, you're doing tile, probably you're gonna need different product. In our business, we are always using carbide. Carbide is what we use in our day-to-day business.
0: What's the gamut of materials that you guys work with? I, I know you guys showed me.
3: Acrylic, PVC. So PVC or acrylic, they are both pretty much in the same world. We do aluminum. We also cut MDF, particle board, solid wood. HDF? HDF,
0: HDF? Get into stone? No. no. No, no no. So we leave that we, to marble we, and marble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let <laughs> them
2: do it. But we do cut solid surface. So we do cut the
0: corions. And oh, so you'll still cut that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll cut, cut it. We'll fabricate. form it. And those uh, are cut with carbides? Yeah. It's the same same router bit you would use to cut the wood. You can cut the corion with that. Why don't you guys tell us what's the gamut of machines that you got here? You got a lot of machinery here.
3: So we have uh, 4x8 CNC, 5x12 CNC. And then we have all kind of like routers, planers. We have a spray booth in house. We have printer, laser cutter, uh, we have panel saw. And we just bought a new uh, a
0: Edge Bender Edge Bender
2: yeah. So we have a new one And we have an old one We're, we're looking to get rid Of the old one. Oh, yeah. you guys want to sell it? Yeah, can, yeah. Can <coughs> we Carlito's it? just turned into the KG show <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody interested In an older Edge Bender? <laughs> it still
2: works fine uh, we, we didn't really replace it For any good reason <laughs> Yeah <laughs> You want to join
0: in? Or?
4: Yeah Well you're doing so well <laughs> And uh, the conversation was going I didn't even need To say anything <laughs> Like just start and go <laughs> Go So, where did the business actually get into construction and homes, or are you just entering that market now?
2: I've got some experience, so I've built about four or five homes before I came to Digital Fab. I have a couple of contacts, they've seen my work, so they trusted me in in building the house from from scratch. So we got a couple of projects on the go. The main focus is still we do a lot of commercial, architectural commercial. Yeah,
0: you guys are balancing both, I mean, you guys got a lot of commercial work. Restaurants, businesses.
3: One of the reasons we kind of don't let the residential go, it's because it helps with the cash flow. With the <laughs> residential project, um, you get the money upfront, you get a deposit. With commercial projects, you got to do progressive. A lot of, for that reason, sometimes we still tap into residential, but we are very selective what kind of residential we do. We don't just advertise, hey, everybody, bring, bring your work over. We pick and choose pretty much on the residential. Let's
0: get right into that residential. Like, I, I know that I'm used to, and, and you guys are probably used to, the old way of doing things. You've got a built-in to build on, yeah. on site, right? So they would rip everything down and cut it, join it, put it, glue it, build it right into the niche or whatever. You guys don't do that. No, you guys no. build everything here Correct. Yes. based yeah. on the measurements. Yeah. Do you guys get crazy with, like, laser-pointing measuring? You get into that whole world. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow, Yeah. Always.
2: We 3D model the room, basically.
0: 3D model the room?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We basically bring everything to a render. We bring it to 3D so we show the client what the thing will look like before he even sees the finished product. And 99% of the time, if you put them side by side, if you take a picture of the finished work compared with the render, you will not be able to tell the difference which one is the actual work, which one is the render. Wow. So, when we 3d
2: the room actually we 3d even the imperfections so if we know we have to make something a little bit smaller because one wall is off slightly we'll account for that
0: so you yeah. guys will see walls and i know this is a favorite of carlito crown out crown in yes and you'll 3d model right. that that yes. is <laughs> crazy
2: isn't that insane you just you just took my job away from
1: me <laughs> well,
2: i had to fix that all the time <laughs> well listen if if i have to get a cabinet that's got to fit into a niche I got to find a way to get it to fit in if I make it exact you know if it's crown in crown out it's it's not going to go in right yeah
3: my experience with the residential was and or, and even commercial I used to go measure laser measure and I would build everything perfectly fitted there were challenges that I had in the installation side where I realized how come my piece is not going in if it's done perfect to size <laughs> walls are never perfect so that was the early in the game when I started the business I kind of had few scenarios where I started making everything inch or two inch smaller and just filling a trim around them oh but I would have that, been like
0: you man I'm totally I always wanted it as tight and I right know, as possible But the walls
3: are never straight so you know that
0: we,
2: we just <laughs> finished a, a project for an office building and our in-house sort of designer and the guy that you know takes care of all the shop drawings if you saw his measurements for all the doors, he had ninety-five point three angles. He had like he basically. <laughs> I'm looking at him, going, I, mean, I think you're overcomplicating it. But actually, I can get. He basically measured all the imperfections on the door openings. Wow,
1: yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. You guys <laughs> aren't messing around, then. No, but because a- you can't. You want to get on site and you want it to fit like an OJ glove, you know what Correct. I mean? It has to be perfect.
3: If we're building the whole thing from scratch ourselves, if we're building the the property, the frame opening and everything, we know what we're looking for. But if we're relying on uh, trades to build it, that's why I'm talking to you about building our own team because when we have our own team doing the work, we are not solely relying on just somebody. It's body better. parts.
0: Everybody, Correct. the arm, the legs, whatever. So exactly. everyone is all connected yeah. and we all and build something. And we are something. all synchronized. We
2: are yes. sitting so
3: together. We are sharing well, together. We
2: take a little bit of extra time in sort of the reason we do these, you know, these detailed drawings of even the imperfections most of the trades where do we lose money in going back and forth and back and forth 1,000%. And, and, and staying on a job like for a week where you know you could have got out of there in two days nobody cares about the next guy that's the problem spend an extra day in the design of it and you can get in and out cleanly and it's it's a win-win for everybody who's that who's that it's not us. No. <laughs> it's the people in the shop. Hey, I, I, I thought we told the guys no phones in the shop. No, no. <laughs> fine, I, I got to address that now. I, <laughs> no, I,
0: I, had a,
3: I had a project where I had Negin, if you know her, she did the shoot for us. Yes. She actually went with a Matterport. She scanned the whole building for us. So when you do it with the Matterport, first of all, you have the actual presentation of what the place is like in the real life. You can 3D model, it's 3D modeled. The one thing that was a deal breaker for me was the measurements. You can actually put measurements on the map. There's a tolerance, there is like one inch off. So if you're measuring with the laser, if it says 50 inch 0.2 with the drawings that we got from the Matterport, there were about, about an inch difference.
1: Wow, that's actually pretty big.
3: It is big, but it wasn't designed, the Matterport wasn't designed to kind of give you laser scale measurement. It was designed to give you the model for real estate industry, because people want to put the model of the property in the market. But I was thinking if I can use that service and help me to understand the space and measure it without going to the physical site, I thought that would be beneficial to us. When I find out, I mean, we still can use that system a lot because understanding the space, looking at it, doing some rough measurements for job costing, that really helps in order to do it for building something with that measurement, where we have to build a frame, an opening and everything. I was hoping that that would help me with the measurements, but we still have to go the old school way and measure points. So that's
2: why we got a rash. That's why we're going to rush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we send him out and he, he goes to measure and he comes back at the end of the day and it's like, uh, what are you doing the first couple of times? But now we get it. He, he's measuring imperfections. And then the imperfections <laughs> are
0: driving you crazy.
2: No, oh, no, that doesn't drive us crazy. We plan for it after.
3: Yeah. So we know what to. to expect, right?
0: Is that the machine that you were telling me about, that you can actually scan, like me, you can scan a person?
3: No, so there's different type of measurement devices. There is actually devices that you can put in a room, and it can, with the laser point, it can measure every inch of your wall. When it brings that model to the computer, it's a very massive file, because it, imagine all those points that it measured, right? Now somebody's going to take that file and clean it up. There's so much work in there involved where sometimes for the type of work we're doing, we're only working on a niche wall and I don't need to go create all that. Or if I'm doing the whole project, the entire residential work and whatever, I would probably consider it because for maybe $2,000 spending, you can actually have the entire house in the 3D model in your computer laser perfect measurement where you don't have to go to the physical site to measure openings. But with the Matterport, it's more like $400, $500 scan. It gives you the actual visualization of the space. Measurements could be off by three-quarter or one inch, but it's very good for calculation of job costing.
0: Can you guys walk us through, client comes in from the whole process, because I know that upstairs, there's the whole brain center. Yes where all the work happens on a computer before it actually gets into a a, a machine down here. If
3: we do sit with the client, we give them ideas. First of all, we always work with their budget, right? So if they have a budget of building something, we look at the budget and we try to use products that... Will not blow their budget. It's important to understand what they're willing to spend because it all starts from there.
0: How do they know how to come up with a budget? I've always had they that probably question. Probably have
3: a pre-approval from a bank.
1: <laughs>
0: that's what I mean. Is that their
3: budget was not based on
0: the skill or the material or the work to be performed?
2: Okay, so we try and work within somebody's budget, and we give them a couple of options. So here's sort of a nice design that's going to cost this. We can swap out you know, one material for another material, save you a little bit of money. We don't have to go as complex. And then, you know, you kind of let the customer to decide what they what route they want to take.
0: So right off the bat, they present you a budget, a scope of work.
2: Not all the time.
0: Not all the time, but they kind of present it. And then they have a, an idea that they want to create. So they have some sort of drawings for Correct. you guys. But based on your experience, you can already start to assess Okay, your budget is reasonable, or this is the x amount that we're looking for, and then you go from there. Just
2: like in any scenario in this business, like somebody may come in with an unrealistic budget, right? So somebody says, you know, I want to redo, um, uh, let's say, my kitchen, and my budget's fifteen thousand with appliances.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing, right? So, Yeah, yeah we do get well, some people. You can build it for Barbie <laughs> at that price.
2: <laughs> if you go into a showroom, you know, and you see twenty grand worth of appliances everything built in or you know 60 grand worth of appliances you got to kind of qualify and kind of tell them listen this is where you're looking you know
3: we're we're up front we don't we don't start education
2: part of the job is yeah you're educating everybody yeah
3: the beauty here is because we have the printing and signage and all the other world where a typical mill workshop will not have building a wall or a feature wall with the traditional woodworking it's going to be more expensive because the cost of the materials are more expensive we can design it with printing a custom wallpaper. We can say, listen, I can also bring your ideas. Hold oh, no. on, did you us? just
0: say custom wallpaper? Yes. What do okay. you you'll make the wallpaper?
1: Yes. yes. Yeah, you know, can nothing. we can
4: we go back just a little bit? I know we're talking about customers already and we're talking about how the process goes. But I don't feel like the listeners really know in each category, like let's start with residential. What are the things that a residential or like a, a, G, a GC or a contractor, a homeowner would come to you digitally make, like what do you guys do in homes, kitchens,
2: so, niches? Let's say a feature wall, right? So we can actually even print on plywood. So let's say we do a 3D design layered up and then the finish on it could be printed. You print it like, like, I print I, I, it. like a Xerox on like a printer. Yeah, yeah. A print. yes. yeah, yeah. It, goes, it goes on a
3: printer. <laughs> I would say we can print on tiles, custom tiles for a bathroom project. We have done actually for a Marble mulberry we did a project where we printed on the glass. Um,
0: they won't fade. No. It won't fade.
3: No. So UV-cured paint. Right. Or not paint, or ink.
2: Ink.
0: Yeah.
3: We do for residential, even the last project, we did a lot of wall paneling, where it was all fabric covered with upholstery. We did headboards. It was, yeah, some it custom was headboards. all MDF pieces cut on a cnc and then everyone individually was wrapped with uh, fabric which was all done in-house we did that work pretty much any work in a residential there's nothing that we can't do we can do custom grills we can do custom air returns we can
2: oh i the, like that yeah. we did have a customer in here last week Again, I don't know why uh, most of the HVAC guys, they decide to put a cold air return in the middle of a feature wall. You know what? <laughs> I've, I've had to
4: change that. They've, they've made a solid piece that you can't get in there and clean or access.
2: We had a client, you know, I think they must have spent probably almost 80 grand worth of stonework on this wall. And there was, you know, an ugly ass uh, cold air return. <laughs> we made them actually a screen with brass. Uh, with brass that actually covered it. So it looked like wow. a feature piece, right? It wasn't the screen anymore.
3: So there is a lot of uh, aspects in, in residential. I don't think there is nothing in terms of millwork that is required in a millwork package that we can't do. Uh, I mean, obviously we can help design something completely custom and different. For example, the last project we did an island and the island was all different angles. Like the island wasn't just like your basic everyday island. We offer the client for an extra $20,000, we can give you the coolest island. And I honestly think that was one of the reasons it helped them to sell the property so fast because the kitchen alone, it wasn't your typical kitchen. It was really... It had a
4: signature touch, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so it wasn't shaker. They
3: sold out. <laughs> no, <I laughs> why wasn't it shaker? I know.
0: Geometrical shaker. Nobody's done that I yet. I know you hate shaker. I fucking can't stand shaker. <laughs> I, know. I love that <laughs> island. I saw that. How do you? Uh, what would you guys call that island? Do the guys upstairs give these names to these things, or are they? Uh, no, I don't could,
3: think they named it actually. It's it just uh, had
0: some really unique shape to it and angles. Yeah. And you guys
3: can check it out probably on our Instagram. It's maybe. online. I yeah, think it's online. But we're gonna send the. We're gonna have Negan to go and take it. A picture of the finished project we try now to use this service of professionally shooting the finished work and showcasing it because I think so that, worth it or create creating a short video I think the video is the way to showcase your work now so and that's the residential to answer your question and the commercial again restaurant probably a restaurant will have a lot of different features We'll have custom banquettes, we'll have a niche wall, we'll have pony walls, we'll have reception for maybe the host stand, you would say. And then um, it goes to bar. We do a lot of bars and even feature a top of the bar, which is all metal fabricated. Now, a lot of the metal work we outsource, but we do have in-house capabilities just to kind of like get around some of the things we need to right away. By doing everything in-house, it really helps us to do the projects much faster than a lot of the traditional shops and cleaner and cleaner and yeah.
0: faster. You haven't had a client come in here, commercial or residential, propose something, then you guys have
2: said no. No, no, we don't. We don't. No, really you don't anybody. know how to say no. no. No, we don't. We don't know. Actually, <laughs> <that. laughs> get some drinks in these boys. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the the other thing too is uh, we don't just stick to you know the final drawing. We actually we put input into it. Like you creatively example, contribute. Yeah. What I dislike is, you know, you, you create a nice piece of work and then, you know, you got like a, an ugly um, wall socket and they're telling you to cut around your work and, oh. and have this. We actually sit down and it's like, okay, can we move this? Can we move that? And again, that's why I made the comment about the HVAC guys love to stick yeah, uh, yeah. cold air returns in the, in the, in the best of place. Yeah, <laughs> but you else? know what,
4: Tim, I really liked what you said. A lot of people would want to cover that return up and just try to put a band-aid over it. You're actually like making it pop out and taking the eyesore and turning it into something sexy or something classy. Yeah, yeah,
2: we're trying to we're trying to incorporate it in the design and kind of hide it, like where you're not you won't even know that it's a cold air return. You just think it's part of the feature wall.
0: I know we veered off a little bit because we were starting the whole process of a client coming in, we're upstairs, and what are the next steps that go from
2: there? You guys got to go through a whole approval process? Generally, we got to get the feeling from the client what they want because you always have to design within, you know, if somebody dislikes green, I'm not going to say, okay, we think we should do green, right? (laughs) We get basically what they want. Like we had a client that said, you know, I want Scandinavian warm
0: scandinavian warm
2: yeah that's what he said he wants for a design for the house
0: (laughs) so what exactly is scandinavian warm
2: yeah he showed us a couple of pictures we brainstormed a little bit in the boardroom and then the next step is put together a design we run it by him to Uh, answer
3: you that's baltic birch a lot of birch finish a lot of light color finish white uh, white with yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's really? Probably yeah. what That's Scandinavian want. warm. Yeah, I you know, like he,
2: everything is floating, like vanities are
3: floating, what's the, kid, the
2: kitchen lowers are floating.
0: Very modern. <laughs> yeah. What, what's, what what's all what's the lower
3: ki- kitchen floating? <laughs> I'm like, okay, and light underneath. Lights. <laughs> so what's, That's, uh, wig,
0: yeah. what's Canadian cold? Uh, that I don't know, actually. <laughs> I blue, would say silver. White. blue,
2: silver, and white. <laughs> blue silver. Uh, but then we'll actually put together a 3D rendering. Okay, so he knows exactly what product he's getting.
0: Okay, then you guys say 3D rendering, and I start thinking back in my film days and how uh, time-consuming and expensive it was. Is it still or no?
3: Well, with the help of softwares, everything is getting easier to model things, right? For example, I have a library of cabinetry that I can just pop it in in my workflow in the software and just click a button and it will start rendering. So it's not, it's not as difficult as it used to be, maybe yeah. because we have a library of a lot of things we have done in the past. When we're modeling the space, we just pop all the cabinets in the space and we take it to SketchUp, we can add custom finishes Love from SketchUp. the- SketchUp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and we can start rendering the work. I always like to show the client what they're gonna get. I like to give them as much as information I can. I like to kinda, and I, I kinda really hate to do work that I don't like. So if a client brings me a job that I'm not really connecting to it, I kind of try to stay away. I'm the i, yeah, I I'm the same way.
4: You know what? I think way. we all are. Uh, you know, a lot of times customers think that they have to earn the, our respect. Uh, we have to earn their respect, but really they have to earn ours too,
3: right? Because you're spending in a year, you might do 15 or 20 projects. And every project you want to be able to put to, to your portfolio and show your work. And I don't want five of those to be something that I dislike and I can't showcase because I feel like I'm wasting my time. <laughs> well,
1: what,
2: what, I love it. Well, what I was gonna say is, we do stray away, but it is also a business. So you know, even if you gotta you know, pay the bills, you gotta pay the bills, right? So we've done some work that you know, the client loved it, but we're not happy about it, so we don't advertise it. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are <laughs> no, you? I
0: I've been there. Trust me, man. I've been there. You have to. What are
4: your favorite projects so far that you guys are? S- still talking about?
3: <laughs> um, I would say La Carnita uh, restaurant in uh, square one. It was very different and fun. The both projects I'm gonna talk about is restaurant. So Earl's, R- Earl's restaurant and La Carnita was one of my favorites. And I liked also working on Porsche project, which we did, uh, which was a um, pop-up store within Porsche, which we did one in Toronto. And then we had to add some extra components for the Vancouver location which we build a reception kitchenette, believe it or not, all based on a drawing that came from Germany. Everything looked identical to what it was in the drawing. And we shipped it out to Vancouver and uh, we flew one of our guys there to supervise the installation process. I think those were stuff that I always remember. And the Samsung in Eaton Center was another fun project. We did all the receptions, all the curved Corian work. I guess anything that is not boring straight, uh, pieces well, i like and,
2: and the other thing is the projects are, are different too like when anatole said we did la carnita that was like a very rustic you know they wanted to make it look like the restaurant was there for like 30 years that yeah. is wicked but then when we did earl's it was quite the opposite they wanted like perfection they wanted it to look like a fine piece of furniture the whole showroom when we said
3: <laughs> when we sat with the client for a meeting the client said i don't want the products coming out of your shop your shop to look like a finished product from a fabrication shop. I wanted to look old, rustic. So it was very difficult because we were just coming off of Porsche where the client was looking for 100% precision work. You couldn't find a dot on that job, where the next job they wanted to take a chain and beat up all the work and break (laughs) them apart. And I was like, it's very difficult. Is that what
0: you guys literally did or you guys don't want to share how you did it?
3: We left it to them to do it. So which client apparently took a chain and started hammering the pieces. No,
0: really? I love it. Yeah, is that the correct. job where there was a tradesperson standing on top of the bar, broke, or what's going <laughs> yes, on? Yes, that's correct. Because I've never seen a tradesperson standing on top of a countertop that's brand no, new. No. That never happens. You know what? Every,
2: every time we do a bar, <laughs> my, my first recommendation is that we don't put the carcass of the bar in because it just turns into one big work table yeah. Yeah. For, for, so electricians, right. for everybody. I know. They don't always listen to me. So, But yeah. I actually I learned,
3: I learned this because with the help of our cameras today, everybody has one in their hand. I suggest to the client Millwork is a finished product. It should come last. Honestly, slow our process of installation down while there is 500 trades there trying to work. We have to wait for electrician to run the cables and then we can work in the area. They want everybody there to show the client everybody's working, but nobody's working because <laughs> everybody's into each other's nose.
0: Your work is arriving on site finished yes. for the most yes. part. Like yes. There's only been a handful of projects where you had to site finish Correct. your work.
2: We have to sometimes modify because they've changed something. Everything leaves the spray booth in the shop finished. 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 And
0: then assembled on site. with one of, one of you guys standing there with a sandwich with like mayonnaise just dropping from it, right? <laughs> oh, is that what's going no, on? No, 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 no.
2: Actually, even though me and Anator are like the owners of the business, if we have a deadline, I remember actually quite a few deadlines where and we didn't go home for three or four days. <laughs> Sleep deprivation, yeah. huh? Oh,
3: yeah. The thing is that if you see on a job site with a finished millwork and they're still running, uh, electricians are running cables or pipes and They're walking with long pipes or ladders and turning. Everybody takes a corner. (laughs) And and I always take a picture. I always take a picture to cover myself. Here is the finished product. And everything else becomes uh, extra work orders.
2: (laughs) We usually will hold on and and make sure that it gets installed properly. That's why I said, you know, we've we've gone down where, let's say they've given us two weeks to uh, install everything. We've done it in a week because we don't want to get our work sort of ruined and then have to redo it even though they may pay us to refinish stuff that gets you don't want to do it. it i hate that i know i, I did know. a
0: job early on in my career where they had a flood and they asked me if i wanted to come back and do it i was like nope. no
2: yeah
3: you don't want to i don't want to do it you don't want to take it apart and then redo yeah, it again
0: i don't want to do it right so they yeah. got somebody else to do it and he was I, mr hackville right i always so.
3: like to do the work in house in the shop even if you have to stay overnight in the shop you're much more productive right you have all the tools you have equipment you have your spray boot with you Definitely better to do it that way.
0: I'm sure you guys are like me where you're you walk into restaurants and commercial places and other people's homes and you don't care what the conversation is. You're just looking at the details. Correct.
2: 100%. <laughs> well, I, my, my family thinks I'm a little off. Like, I'll be sitting at the bar, like, waiting for a table. And yeah. my wife's like, why, why are you feeling the bottom of the bar? Yeah. I'm like, I am well, "I'm do yeah. the exact same thing. I do the exact same thing. They use really good <laughs> oh, <plywood man. laughs> and they didn't have to, So I'll appreciate good work. <laughs> have you actually
0: gone down on your knees and looked knees <laughs> to see if they actually finished it properly or they just kind of cheated it? Oh, I
3: can feel, you actually. You just feel it. I can feel it. I take my camera. I take it under the table. I'll take a shot
2: gonna look at the finish it's like a really nice spot for gum you know I'm not, I'm not
4: even allowed over at my friend's place as they say shut up and don't say anything when you walk in
0: the door
2: yeah. <laughs> just the look on your face when you're staring up and around yeah. it's, it's like That's oh my god it. he's not coming over so, again so what <laughs>
0: city is actually doing some really good work like, what, like you guys have traveled so you guys see other places or is Toronto up there is Toronto, because I, I've been in a lot of places in Toronto and they're nice they're actually really nice ideas good work
3: I haven't been to Europe yet, but I heard from a friend of, uh, my partner actually, Irvin. he's not in this conversation. He does a lot of the printing and signage in our company. He goes to Europe a lot, and he says in Europe, you see the best architecture, nicest finishes that I haven't seen yet, so I can't really judge to see which part of the world has the best. Apart from uh, Dubai, I've been in Dubai. I don't think... I think Dubai is heavy on stone. They do a lot of stone. They're not really into so much millwork detail as much as they do a lot of stonework there. But I think uh, Europe probably is the one. I think you can I I,
2: I, I travel to Europe every summer, so I have a place in Greece, but then... On my way in, I like to always visit another country. So I've been to Spain, I've been to Portugal, I've been to Italy, and funny enough, I walk into like a kitchen showroom. The only thing that's right is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it look like? Okay, so this summer I was in France, and literally there was a kitchen showroom across the street from the hotel, right? So, you know, woke up in the Good morning. Hey yourself. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> so what I find there, and, and our market is evolving and changing, but, you know, I saw a bright, glossy red kitchen. Oh, that's so nice. So it's something that you wouldn't really see here. Now, I'm noticing a lot of the condos, though. Everybody here is starting to go for these, you know, the newer, the more modern stuff, right? So there is a big market that's still stuck on Shaker, and I know how much you love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, uh, well, well, listen, against my will, my wife made me put shaker cabinets in the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs>
3: laundry room's okay. I would say, I would say <laughs> when, uh, when we do design in-house, we are not afraid of exploring new products and new finishes. I like to mix them. There is a new product we just got. I got so excited over it. And this is the funny story I got to tell you. So we got a black core MDF that it was brought to us. Black? So hang
0: on, black, black
3: core mdf always mdf the core is like particles of wood color right it's like a beige color
0: so you got a black core version yeah
3: it's from spain and when my veston Western products brought it to me first and i looked at it i'm like i can't believe this exists they said it's popular in europe not in canada and i'm like okay how come you guys don't stock this product i'll buy it all the time he told me out of the 600 shops because he told me how many sales guys they have and how many of them they went and showed these to all the shops out of 600 shops in Toronto that they've showed it to, I was the only person who placed an order.
2: That's awesome. But he's, he said there was three that showed interest, and we're the only ones that have ordered material. I ordered I l- a pallet. I love that. I love that. But he also showed us not only a black core MDF, he showed us a color core. So it's black, red, and black. Wow. So we don't we don't even have to finish the edges you know you just sand that's it, already a design it. there it's a design yeah wow
3: incorporating that in our design it's very important so i'm like i like to showcase pro- this is how we become, become a unique shop right because you're showcasing new products new finishes something that other shops are not practicing or even they're afraid to show it to their clients Because if the clients like it, now it's not accessible. Now they got to order it from Spain. Now but I'm looking to showcase my work nicer. So I kind of what we did with this this material material, actually,
2: because at first I said, okay, can you send us a few sheets? You know, we'll buy a few sheets. Just, we didn't have a client for it. It's like, I'm pretty sure we can screw around and and make something nice with it. Price
0: point wise. What are we talking about here? Uh, Like four times the regular? Yeah. Yeah, Four four, times. yeah. eh? Yeah. Okay.
2: But then you know it's like it's like we don't stock it. I'm like, so why'd you show it to us? So then Anatole goes, you know what? Bring me a skid of
3: each. Bring me a (laughs) skid of each. But the product, (laughs) if the product is four times the price, but it's also no finishing involved after. So you gotta save the
0: cost later on. That's brilliant. I know.
3: I look at the thing, okay, yes, the product is more expensive, but then I don't have a finishing process.
4: You're thinking about the future. That's excellent. That's, exactly. Yeah. It's also nice because most of my dress shirts have colored stitches and that's just like that, that little thing that makes that shirt or that button that's a different color than the shirt. It really gives it a different taste. That's right? correct. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like for example, if we groove, uh, if we groove a piece of MDF and then you ask a finisher, okay, so the grooves have to be black and then the other outside has to be white. Most finishers will walk away from the job. (laughs) They won't know how to do it. Well, not that they won't know how to do it. Nobody wants to sit there and put three coats of primer and sand inside the grooves. Whereas this is, it's a light sand, it's a seal. We can laminate the top with a white, and then you got your black groove. If you want another color, you got your red groove. I I love that. Hence why, you know, there's three colors and so bring me a palette of each. A of each. <laughs>
0: you guys ever have clients come in, you guys do a mock up. You're really excited. The ideas are going, they're flowing. The creativity is great. And the, all of a sudden they, the no, no, nope,
3: nope, uh, we don't want it. It's, I, I truly, do you do believe, what I do? I truly believe the work we do, I, I kind of filter all that. I don't let it to get to the stage where I'm going to surprise you. I them don't have a
0: problem with them saying no, because the thing is, I learned. I figured out how to solve a new creative idea. And I know later on it will get used somewhere else. I know it. I get upset.
3: I'm pissed I've never, off. I've never had a case where we helped the client design something nice that they said no it's possible that they love the design but they don't have the budget for it they're not saying no because they don't like it but they're saying no
0: still right but you guys put a lot of effort into but this yes that's,
3: that's why, correct
2: that's why we do the 3d the 3d renderings so everybody knows what they're getting
3: i'll be honest with you the it's Pintre- more
2: clean cut right yeah
0: pinterest,
3: pinterest helps us a lot we can show and understand maybe 60 70 percent of their vision We show them the pictures, like, what do you think about this one? And then we will mix them. We will say, we'll take some of the ideas from there and we will create some of our own. We will put it together, we will do a render. Or first we will show them the flat version. Uh, We will just basically to put the materials together, show like this is what something we're working, do you like it? We do it every step. We don't go all in and then surprisingly find out that they don't like it. We like to kind of like, you know, fill them in as we're working on it. To make sure that the end result product it's something they like first of all i want to say
4: something that i always like saying is that i'm really proud that we're canadian and it's a canadian company and i love hearing that most of your work is being sent out to places like new york which is like the fashion capital correct like you guys are doing some really interesting stuff that we should you guys should be really proud of as canadians yeah because we've lost so much business in this country going out it's, you know, I'm, I'm just really happy to see this technology here and that you guys are making a difference. Manny was saying you guys haven't entered Europe yet. Is that something you guys are interested in doing? To do work for Europe? Yeah, send I'm, it there. I'm, listen, like, I,
3: I'll do it for anywhere. I don't care. It's just, <laughs> uh, I like to do unique work. I don't like to do, I truly believe if it's so simple to do, it will be done in China i like creating a unique type of designs and work by mixing the signage printing and millwork i kind of come up with a product that it's not easily uh, do uh, doable du- by other duplicatable yeah. right
0: well it was easy everybody would be doing it yeah but the problem is that everybody's doing it still the old school way and i'm still surprised that they're They're embracing new glues and new tools and new stuff like that, but they're not embracing new creativity.
2: One thing is a lot of people won't, won't embrace the new materials. So you said what's different. So we brought in, uh, we brought in these, uh, panels, uh, the CDF panels and you know, the sales reps telling us they've been using these for 20 years in Europe. Yeah. I'm always (laughs) surprised
0: by that. I know.
2: And it's like, it's new. We just got them.
0: Are we much different than the U S is the is the U.S. In, I think
3: U.S. is uh, they're more, embracing it. Yeah, they're embracing it faster uh, than Canada is. Canada is kind of stuck on the old palette.
2: What I see different, in, and not only in our industry, but most industries, in the U.S., when something new comes out, the businesses invest more in the business. It's like for example, yeah. if, a, if a new if a new machine comes out, they'll actually there'll be shops that'll buy it. If there's a new computer system that comes out that can you know greatly improve the efficiency, they'll invest in it here you walk into a lot of businesses and you know you still see 20 year old monitors yeah i know (laughs) i
0: know you do tubes huge tubes man yeah the original dell logo (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, i know
0: i totally didn't see that right so what would you guys tell the the young guys that are getting into mill work i mean they should be paying attention to you guys like your your team here are they all millwrights like are they or no. are they a bit of everything?
3: They're uh, a bit of everything. Everybody does everything here. So I would say if, if somebody wants to get into it, if walks into a shop that they don't have a CNC, will not be as attractive for a younger generation to be working in that shop. But when you're coming to a shop like us, there's so many cool toys. It's it, 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 it actually becomes fun because everybody who walked in here, their first impression was, "This is like a dreamland. I would love to work here." So actually, we have a we have a kid there. We, we, hired. Have,
2: we have a we have a young guy that just called out of the blue. Can said, you, you show know, him I, in the
3: camera? He's there with his hair is curly. The, the
2: guy with the highlights, the yes. sawdust
3: highlights. Oh, yeah, <laughs> So, so
2: he, he saw us online and basically said, "I need to do a co-op for a couple of weeks." When oh can, man, when, this is heaven. Yeah. So he's like, "Where can I start? When can I start?" But actually, it turns out he's 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 a good kid. He knows he knows his work. He's got a small little shop in his own garage, so he's good with yeah. all the wow. tools. I even told he him. He started I said, two days ago. I said, you know what? You if, after if you want to stick around, stick around. We'll pay you. How how old is he? <laughs> he's 17. Uh, 17. Oh man, really? Yeah. And he knows what he's doing. Oh, uh,
4: he's lucky. That's, that's he a lucky. huge. What
2: an opportunity. Well, the thing is, it's not an opportunity for everybody because. Honestly, whenever we try and hire, sometimes we, you know, we put it on an ad saying, you know, we need, a, we need a, a mill worker. It's scary what shows up. I, I hired well, a, What do I you hired, mean? Like,
0: in what way? Like, they're, they're really, they call themselves millwrights and, and mill workers, and, and, but they're and not? They
2: have no clue. You hand them an, an impact driver with a two-inch screw, and you said, you know, can you, can you put that in that piece of wood? And then the, the, they can't. They're, like, I falling did, off to the side. I did, wow. hire a, I did
3: hire a professional who knew mill work better than any of us here. He was a very skilled mill worker. Even the skilled guy, he didn't last in my shop. He came, he told me, I'm not needed here. I'd rather go work in a shop where they will appreciate my skill. Wow. Yeah. wow. You know why? Because yeah. he quit. He,
2: he was intimidated by the Machinery. The machinery, yeah. yeah. So it would take him, like let's say, all morning to cut something perfectly round. You know, one of the guys would just put it on the machine, you know, sketch like up. Five seconds. <laughs> and he's well, like, okay, you
1: know But what? there's a lot of truth to <laughs> this. <laughs> this. You're spending 20,
4: 30 years in the business, and then you perfect, you know, your art, <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, I now saw, technology's I, taken I, into somewhere you know, else.
3: I actually saw it in his eye. He came here. He wanted every one of us to learn from him. What? Yeah, because he's like, I'd rather go work somewhere where I will be teaching my skills to others. And I'm like, great, this is like, finally I found somebody who knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing not knowing that he's not gonna last more than a month. He came, he pulled me aside, he said, I'm sorry, I don't think you need me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I do need you. There's sometimes there's sometime that unique work we have where it's not easily done on the CNC. He's like, why don't you call me the time you have that work and I'll come in the after hours, help you on that specific job. <laughs> <laughs> then well, you so have you have never to... lost them. You still have them. <laughs> yeah, you know but... what? Actually, yes, I do have him. He suggested that. He said, I will be more appreciated in a shop that has no CNC because they need to cut the circle by hand the old school way. <laughs> you know, the story happened that I came in the morning. I kind of asked him, what have you done since 8 o'clock? And it was 10 a.m. He made a jig. He was trying to cut a circle, and I'm like, two hours at thirty dollar an hour, sixty dollar passed. You're only cutting a circle, and I'm like, why didn't you ask any of my guys to do it? He's like, then why do you need me? And I'm like, but if I put it on a CNC, it will be done in no time. It's like not even a minute. Like I said,
2: wow, we're, that's amazing. We're, we're building these these round displays, whatever. And if I had somebody that needed, you know, a couple of hours to cut a circle. So those are layered up circles. I would have to sell each one for 30 grand, not 3,500.
0: That's insane, (laughs) man. No, you're right. He
3: he was just, how long did he last? One month. One month.
0: He was here for one month and he realized. He was
3: skilled. I can tell you, he's the type of guy where he was on a job site. He could take a piece of metal and carve it and shape it to a molding. He told me that he was on a job in downtown Toronto. There was a molding that he had to match. So he actually shaped the molding with a paper and he put it on a metal. He traced it. He sharpened it that he could put it on a router and continue that same mold. Like he was skilled to that level. He
0: was skilled, but he's not embracing new technology skills.
3: Yes. And he didn't find that his knowledge would benefit us. And we are overpaying. But
0: all of us at this table here and in this industry, every day you're supposed to learn something new. Yeah. Once you stop learning, then get the fuck out. Yeah, Right. exactly. So, but he didn't want to learn. So he doesn't want to saying... learn. He wants to keep his old way. Exactly. So he hopped into his DeLorean and went back to the past? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's what he did, right? Yeah.
3: Well, that was his comfort zone. You know, that's like,
0: back like, to the future.
2: Like, okay, for, for example, we, we, we have a 24-inch planer, right? Now, if somebody wants a table straightened out and it's a live edge... I'm not gonna go buy a 48 inch planer. I'm gonna put it on the CNC machine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and just mill yeah, it. You put like a five <laughs> inch flat cutter. fly cutter. And you just fly cut the whole top. And then wow. flip it and then straighten it. <laughs>
0: that, that brings up a point. Is there a machine that you guys don't have yet that you want?
3: Yes. A larger laser cutter? No, I want. To, uh, I'm actually investing in putting structure above the CNCs, where a robot will be loading the machines. It's, it's a management system for all the panels. So we will eliminate all the racks that we have. We will store all our products above the mezzanine, and there won't be an inch of space for you to go even step there because the robot will be placing the panels there. And we'll have an inventory of what products we have up there. So you tell the robot, hey, go grab a mahogany sheet and knows that where it's stored. He wow. will go bring it and put it on the CNC ready to cut. There's no manhandling products or damaging them.
4: Manhandling. Or... I yes. love it. And you're so right. Something always hits the ground.
3: We do produce good work. It only gets damaged when you're handling it. It's just taking it from a point to point or before it goes to the edge band or a flat, beautiful cut piece, you lift it on the wrong angle, you can chip the corners. It's always handling. I mean, that's, I'm trying to improve that. That's what I'm trying to, it's about $300,000 investment.
2: The mezzanine is not the big part. It's the robotic arm that is. And this is where I say a lot of people don't want to invest in the business. The reason we're investing in this is, let's say we have our cut files ready from the day before. That machine will sort each piece in order when they're going to be cut. At nighttime oh when we are not here. Oh, my God. When the CNC operator comes in the morning, basically, he's, he hits play and it puts the first sheet, let's say it's black melamine. And then, the you know, it goes through three sheets. And let's say the next one is actually like a veneered wood. The veneered wood is being dropped. But all order.
3: that sorting, it's happening at night when we are not here. So we tell the robot tomorrow we're cutting 25 sheets and it consists of this list. It'll stack the 25, stack the sheet 25 in sheets in an order of how you're going to cut. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable.
2: That actually we're investing in where it's not if it's, uh, we're, it's
3: in the, we're in the planning stages. When right to now. have
4: it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. that mean there's still so, going to be someone here in case the computers go down? or? No,
3: because the robot is not going to harm anybody. It's not like cutting or doing anything. It's, it's just literally sorting, it's sorting panels. So it can, it's safe enough to do that while we are not here because it's happening in top of the mezzanine. It's picking a material from one port, putting it down, picking up another, putting it down. The and only thing we have to probably have is that our air compressor has to be actively running. So and, that's the, probably, and, and
2: these yeah. things have fail safes. There's a camera on it. Now, worst case scenario, let's say it stops working. It doesn't sort.
3: It doesn't
0: start. I just all of a sudden had an image of the Terminator being a woodworker, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's going to go on the outside of his band. <laughs> Wow, but that's that's the younger generation and all the other guys that are in this business should be embracing this kind of yes. stuff, man.
3: Yeah, because nobody wants to go and handle a heavy sheet of a seven x nine. Oh, it's a pain nine. in the it's ass.
0: Man. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. No, no they're heavy, wait, man. Hold on they're a heavy.
2: Most of the new product coming out of Europe right now, the the MDFs with the nice papers, they're seven by nine.
4: Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. how much do they weigh? Wow. About seven.
2: Oh, About a 120 pounds. Wow. <laughs> You want to handle that all day long? I don't. I
4: don't. <laughs> so what are you looking for? For I, I know we talked a little bit about it, but what are you or what qualifications would you need for a job to be here? Like, what is it that you think if, someone looking for a If you can, if you can assemble
3: IKEA, you can work here. Wow. wow. Okay. Really? No, no, that simple? No, no. Hold on. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, He's simplifying it too much. No, no.
2: What I was going to say is if you have a little bit of finesse, you're careful with tools, we're willing to invest and train. When I say invest and train in the way we work here, you know, it might take three months to bring somebody up to speed. But as long as, you, you know, like when I say finesse, the reason I brought up that example, you hand somebody an impact driver and, and, a, and a screw and see how he puts it into a piece of two by four, you can tell if the person's got finesse or not. Yes, yes. <laughs> very much so. If you have the finesse for finished carpentry, yeah, we'll, we'll invest the time and train.
3: It's not difficult uh, because we try to get the machine to do 99%, even those layered up pieces, you don't need the precision of a millwork guy to know and feel his fingers, make sure he's holding it right before he shoots a nail. We're not even nailing them. We put dowels on them with CNC, and the dowel is doing his job holding them in their position. Once they get to the top layer, they just put a clamp on it and it's done.
4: So what are some of the projects that you're doing right now in shop?
3: We are finishing the project for Oceans, New York. It's a Japanese restaurant. And then we are also finishing our showroom upstairs. We're doing a kitchen. We are building a feature wall, which is all displayed on the floor. That's our boardroom table that you saw the leg. Yeah, yeah. We used the time in January, February. It wasn't really busy for construction outside. A lot of our clients are bidding a lot of work. We are waiting to get, for them to get approved. So we took the time to finish our showroom, which we never had a chance so we are working on our showroom as well as filling another project in between which is the oceans new york and we just recently got an office building in downtown that has kitchen in there i when we first walked in
4: this morning manny was like a kid in a toy store he walks me right over to that piece you guys have there there's 20 sheets layered how many up. sheets is it 30 sheets 20 sheets
2: yeah it's about 20 sheets of it 20 uh, sheets of a, a baltic birch baltic birch baltic birch made All into stabbed. a boardroom yeah
4: and, man, he you should have seen him. He was drooling. He's like, take a look at this, man.
1: <laughs> He's like, these guys it's, are amazing. I love the first, it. It's the first
0: place that I walked into where the creativity is ahead of me instead of behind me. And that was Thank blown you. away by that. No, right? but Thank you
4: were you. so excited about the future, yeah. and you, you know we were talking about old, older guys being afraid of technology. This guy was like, oh, "This
0: I'm is where it, it's man. going, man."
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I would. Like, I look at that boardroom table, that, and I. I don't want to cut those by hand. I don't want to rip them no. down by hand. hell no. I don't. Oh,
3: I, I still would have been cutting.
0: Yes, <laughs> I know. Twenty <laughs> sheets there that have to be stepped,
3: in to get the design. Listen, I don't want to be doing that. That's it. Uh, base. The whole process, after the design was done on the computer, cutting and putting it together, it was one-day job.
0: Fascinating about that. Yeah. You know what I love about Crazy. that? I love that you can get an idea, you can model it, render it, get it made, produce it, assemble it get it off and then get onto the next one. Because yeah. we're in this business to come up with better ideas and keep Correct. on getting better ideas, Correct.
3: keep on pushing
0: the envelope and trying to figure See, out what else me, we can exactly
3: do. See, for me, I always make it a challenge for myself. I'm like, how fast I can do this, how optimized I can be. Optimization, it's it's what makes everything go faster. CNC is producing it faster than we are working on the floor. So I'm like, okay, there should be another system that we can make, We maybe build a jig to make that faster. So there's always, the challenge for me is now, first we look at a project, we can dissect it and understand how we're gonna build this. But then that's solved. So now what? How can I do it faster? And that process of how we can do it faster, it becomes a new challenge for us. We're like, every time we're trying to speed it up, we're not sticking to one system that works, we're always implementing new ideas. A lot of shops that have a system that works, they're afraid of trying new things. I'm not afraid. Because, I'm always like because I, yeah. it pays
0: the bills, right? Yes. You get a routine and this uh, you could you guys could be making 20,000 kitchens in here if you wanted to. Correct? Yes. But you don't want to be doing 20,000 kitchens in here.
2: We've done projects where we've done duplicates, and yeah, it's boring.
3: I will a do while. a night shift. Night shift will do the twenty thousand. Day shift will do the fun stuff.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh,
3: you guys must ha- like. Okay, I know
4: we're all shoemakers. Uh, me and Manny, our houses are never complete because we're always doing something for someone else. Don't go there. Is there Don't any? Go there. Is Don't, there. <laughs> Don't go there anything that you guys have made for yourselves in your house that you're proud of? No, Nothing. Not me. I have actually. He has. What's yeah. that? So
2: my, my mine's complete actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's why I think Anatole gets in trouble
3: I started practicing on my own project so when I started the woodworking and I'm like okay let me give it a shot it's my house nobody's going to complain but I'm still hearing it from my wife Every, So I mean,
2: he, here's the other thing so I'm about 10 years older than Anatol. so I've I've actually and I, I mentioned I've built quite a few homes I've also been married longer so I realized that you know what just finish it and then your life oh, goes I, easier i have to learn from you <laughs> <laughs> i'm just learning that actually now are you uh, how old are you right now uh, 48 all, funny enough is we're, we're all the, the same age man yeah we're the same age
4: yeah so so my wife always says to me you know what i'm getting sick and tired you're finishing everyone's houses and their projects and my house isn't done nothing <laughs> so nothing. i guess if
3: i was your age we wouldn't be having this conversation so that, you'd, be would, <laughs> you'd be finished
2: you'd be finished Okay, so my, my wife nicknamed me "90% guy" because I would always finish everything 90%, and leave that last <laughs> that, 10%. That's not
0: a good name. I'm sorry <laughs> to say, but that's not a good name. No, 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 not
2: not not what you're implying. I mean, on the construction <laughs> side of the whole. I'm 110% guy. Uh, but uh, the last the last couple of years, if I start something, I finish it. I don't. So that's I don't, good. I don't move on to another. But you project. guys work
3: together, so I don't understand why it hasn't rubbed off on you. On what? It is now. I'm going to have to redo my whole kitchen
0: now. (laughs) That's not rubbing off. (laughs) So is there
4: anything new that no one's seen that you guys are going to, that you're working on now?
3: What I, uh, my vision is to have, so I have certain capabilities in-house, but I want to increase that. I want to have a professional metal, professional stone. I like all of them to be under one roof. I like to be able to go sit in a boardroom. With a stone guy with a metal guy with all kind of trades and really go down on the floor and start producing that's my vision and dream for future and the shops that they do it all in-house they're probably growing faster than anybody else wow you
0: guys are going to outgrow this shop
3: oh yeah definitely i I
0: sense it i know that the rack in the middle is gone already oh
3: yeah already in my my head is gone
0: oh i see a second floor going in
2: well once Uh, the 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 robot listen once the mezzanine comes in though literally all the racks are gone Because the the mezzanine will be able to store about a thousand sheets of material.
4: A thousand sheets of material. More than that. You know what though? Very impressive shop. It's really clean. I've been like snooping around looking. You guys have lots of space to work around. It's very clean. It's, It's nice to see. There's no dust in here. It's all controlled.
3: Well, because we use the Festool sanders most of the time. Some, some jobs that uh, requires hand sanding, these curved ones, I don't have uh, the right ha- uh, tools to sand it with dust free. It's probably very difficult to do it. But most of our sanding happens with Festool. We have the HEPA filter, dust collectors on them. Clean environment is very important. I think it just makes you happy to work in that area.
4: I can just imagine how clean you guys are when you come in and out of someone's house always or business. Yeah.
3: Yes.
0: You
4: guys have
3: a handle? People can get a
4: hold
0: of you? What is it? Digital, it's Digital Fab, right?
1: Yeah, digitalfab.ca Digital is our
3: but, website. But
0: uh, the social media handle is Digital Fab.
3: Underscore yes. Fab. Digital underscore Fab. Underscore Fab, Fab. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then what other social sites are you guys on?
3: Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. just started being active on that. Okay. I mean, honestly, we've been so busy. I, when Tim came as a partner, uh, he's helping a lot. Um by taking some of my tasks. So I'm kind of personally focused on growing the social media part with your help, with Negin's help. Um, so we're, build gonna, it. we're gonna build it. That's how yeah. the word gets out, right?
2: The last couple of years in here too, like we've been, I guess we've been busy to the point where you know you, you can't put your head up and actually do much more. Right now we're, we're growing, we've staffed up a bit, and this is, this is where we're, we're headed now, right? So yeah. now it's time to, you know, we did a lot of hard work to bring it to this place, uh, to, to the stage to the that stage. we're at, and now we're we're basically pursuing
3: sort of advertising. So this is
0: four years old. Yeah, four years old. I mean, that's pretty big. No, this
4: is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, through that four years, there's obviously been a, like we're talking about all the great things that are happening for you, but there's been a lot of up and downs along the way. Oh, well, like what any are the business. some of the things that uh, you would like to see change in the industry that could make business? easier, faster. What would you change if you had, you could change something in the industry to make the business better?
3: The production part, it's easy. It's when you go for install. Going downtown for an install, you can lose half the day just traveling. I and know. by taking your tools in, taking the tools out, I'm kind of like, uh, we are currently working with uh, Ellis Don on a modular project where we are going to their facility to put all our millwork there in their facility. It's, it's, it's in a warehouse and then they take the modular homes and build it on top of each other like a hotel. Uh, so all the work is being done in, on the main floor in a warehouse where it becomes, that, that's what I see the future. I see the future that we do a lot of work on the ground, not up on a building.
2: Let me sort of clarify. So what they do is, let's say they have a, a 20 story uh, hotel, conventional construction for the parking garage and the lobby, elevator shafts and, hall, and, and the, the actual hallways, But then the hotel suites are prefabricated in a factory they're metal so they have the exterior wall cladding on the walls inside are finished the millwork the furniture everything is already in all they do is hoist it into place that's it and then so
4: that's kind of like 350 units like the office furniture slash walls and uh, pc units
2: and they just
0: drop it into place
2: they drop it into place And the only thing is there's an opening at every corner of the room where they connect one unit
3: to the next. So it's like Legos. I see that that process will definitely help the installation side. I can see why they're doing that because to put a hotel together, they're estimating to their uh, clients that in four months we can put a hotel together up. For example, if if we had to install, let's say there was a hundred
2: kitchenettes the amount of time we would spend just carrying the product up and up, down. up and da- like up elevators as opposed to just going in a facility and let's say we're going in and installing 8 a day with a crew of 3 with a crew of 3 if i if they had to go up and down elevators we'd well, get 2 done a day yeah
3: <laughs> installation is definitely the most important part that I'm trying to focus on growing it because if I take my guys from my shop to go and install then my shop is not producing so finding reliable installers to I, I'm, I'm trying to simplify it to the point where you're going there it's plug and play uh, I, you don't have to do job site fabrications but you know n- there's always challenges in every job for fabrication and installation there's always challenges involved nothing always goes as you plan finding a good installer it's our challenge always have that is it
0: worth getting an installation team separate from the fabrication team or I, for me it makes sense to take the fabricator and actually get them to install it because they're familiar with it
2: well realistically and they it, respect it, it, it right well yes but the thing is you can get installers you just have to get one of the fabricators to accompany them yeah. so they know how it went together now what we also try and do here is we try and like for example we mentioned we did that island it was a little bit of a pain carrying it into the house because you know, it was a massive island. Now, we could have made it in six pieces, but we actually made it in three. So there was a minimal, you know, we dry-fitted it here. Everything was done, and essentially it was fairly simple to bolt together when we got it to the site. We do a little bit of planning on our end, but still, it's always, the install is always the challenge. If there's good installers hearing
3: this, call me. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are looking for a bunch of people. I
0: mean, and yeah. you guys have a shop and all the toys.
3: Yeah, so the thing is that when you're fabricating it in the shop, you don't need 100 people here because the machine is doing most of the work. But if I take the people, the number of people I have on the floor, I will need them for installation. Because installation period, you only have so much time before the next trade comes in. So now I have to unload everybody from my shop to go on a job site to help it install. Now I have nobody here fabricating. don't like doing that. I like to outsource the install, but I like the installer to... Have the mindset of understanding what needs to be done. When he's on the job site, he can troubleshoot. He doesn't have to just call me every time. Say, "Oh, what am I doing?" Micromanage. Anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Microman- are like, you guys making making enemies? I don't know.
3: I don't think so. No, no. Just because
0: you really. are eliminating mill workers, you That's are, not the intent. No, that's not the intent. But you you guys are taking the industry into the future and creating better products more efficiently but fewer labor faster 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 faster. so that's what i'm saying are you making enemies that way because we know through social media and we know through the industry guys take a lot of pride in building it but you can't argue if a guy was cutting that circle it would take him two weeks and you guys are fabricating it in two hours you yes. that's yeah. that's the you know they're on the side Again, of the road if
3: it's if it's creating enemies it's not by intent no no the, well the, the products are out there everybody can buy the cnc can learn the software and can do the exact what we're doing so if i mean if there's an easier way to do it i I'm want gonna, them to
0: embrace it yeah. i want the guys to they have this like you said you're you know your guy came in and he he knew what he was doing so it's like get him the basic knowledge and then you guys train him on the new knowledge the new techniques, Correct. the yeah, new absolutely. everything. Yeah. And then you He's can He's going to have a
3: hard time. Whoever works here is going to have a hard time to go in an old school shop. Will not be able to work You can't. It's more. two different no. worlds. Yeah, it's two but different worlds.
2: But the, but the thing is, if you get somebody that embraces it, just think about how much more creative he could that's be. Where I, but,
0: that's yeah. what I was saying is my creativity is ahead. This is the first warehouse that I walked into, workshop... The creativity was ahead of me instead of behind me.
2: Okay, so I'm impressed. <laughs> so I, I sometimes I, I, I follow certain people on YouTube, whatever. So you see some creative guys that you know they, they can sketch up something on paper, and actually build it. It may take them a week to build it. If you can just unleash to that guy, like it's just like taking a calculator away from a kid and just they know the formulas, but then making them do the manual calculations by hand. If you can just give that guy a tool, just think about how much more creative he'll That's be.
0: That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it, right? So you I'm I'm just saying, I'm not saying as a negative. You are making enemies of the guys that are refusing to adapt and become a part of the technology. Correct. But you are actually making more friends by the guys that want to embrace this technology and use it the same way that you just described it.
2: Well, listen, every younger generation They always want the newer thing. I want to see old guys
0: like yourself and myself embracing this kind of shit.
2: Well, I'm embracing it because I can see the value in it. Right? Yeah. Would have taken me design some stuff for my own house. I did a, a bed set, a headboard where everything was individually upholstered. Now, if I had to sit and cut it by hand. Like, that, that's, that's like why think, I'm embracing it. I think, it.
3: to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are afraid uh, just getting into this world because they think it's really complicated and challenging in terms of how to become a woodworker. It takes a lot of skills. When I got into this world, I learned a lot of things on YouTube. But because of using the technology, it made it so much easier to build things. If I had to build that curved the old school way, I would probably hate doing it. And i wouldn't even want to do it i would refuse the job it's true
2: okay so w- w- when when we said we replaced our um our edge bender right so the old one you need a serious training on how to use it this one has a screen like an ipad if pretty well you can use a smartphone you can figure it out yeah. you, you don't even need to speak english it shows you pictures yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> so if you want one rounded edge and the bottom one square when you push that it actually shows you that what it's going to do
3: wow yeah, so I'm saying technology really helped me Why um, you go learn way? this uh, right. business a lot uh, differently than I would in the old school way. I mean, I'm sure if any young, any person who wants to get into it, if they buy a CNC and invest in one and watch a couple of YouTube, they can easily start doing it. <laughs> it's not that
1: hard. <laughs>
4: Now, we're, we're talking about cutting the time in half, the labor in half. More than half, man. Does that help the buyer, the contractor with pricing? Absolutely, yes. So, that, is, so that's given ba- you're giving ba- back to the contractor, the GC, the designer, we are, the homeowner. We are, they the are
1: client. buying
3: time. Most of the time, they're buying time. We are, kind of, we are still taking advantage of the market because we are able to produce it faster on our end we are marking our marking and selling point, it's still the same price, but our turnaround time. So they're saving on the turnaround time. So if you go to a shop, they say, we're gonna need five weeks to do this. Which is eight. Yeah, Which which (laughs) which is also, they're saving in time. That means they can open to business faster. They can save money in terms of rent. But we are not necessarily going saying, oh, because we are able to produce it so much faster, we are gonna we always look at the market see what the market price is i'm not gonna go undersell and become that cheap guy that does it fast no i'm still selling it at the price where i'm you making... guys are
0: still selling in a quality right correct. Yeah. still yeah. quality correct like i look at the products that you guys make and there's still quality yes and anybody that respects this industry and respects woodworking is gonna look at it and go yeah that's quality it yeah. would take me forever to do that but that's still quality
3: speed and quality is still there in terms of pricing we're not trying to be the cheapest guy in the market I think that that way we would probably create a lot of enemies. I'll give you an example. I, I would say we're not
2: expensive, we're not cheap, we're fair. We are fair, yeah.
3: I'm not saying mm-hmm. we're
2: expensive at like all. I, I, no. I truly believe that for the product we put out, we're fair, we're very fair.
0: Well, you guys are one of the first companies that I, I walk into and I started, because every GC as you know, you already, if you start talking to a client, you know how to run the numbers in your head on what it takes to get a regular mill worker to do the work. But you guys are the first company that got me thinking differently now and how I could do this. So it's not about a guy out there and his hourly time and what he could produce on site. It's more about, okay, what can I creatively pull off here? And I think the honestly, the big truth here is that for what you would spend for a guy on site producing on site, you guys can get a far superior product for the same price point. Absolutely. I totally believe that. hundred yeah. percent, right? So yeah. why not do that? Because now you can start coming up with new creative ideas to draw you into different paths to expand your portfolio, expand your work, for it, but yes. also learn. And it's really important to learn. Well,
2: oh, listen, we're, we're learning every day. Every day. The minute well, you stop learning is when you like you don't move forward anymore.
0: You build yourself a casket and the way off you go. <laughs> yeah. right? That's it. I think
4: the biggest problem in our business being contractors or GCs is time. People are always complaining at the end, things are taking too long, they just want you out. A lot of times you need a great team like this where you can get something made overnight, have it the next day, like you said, instead of waiting two or three weeks.
3: I hear all the time in the business of movie making, the showcase products uh, that you have to build like on the scene. Like you have to build a scene and then move on to the next scene and you're continuously building. I actually like that because I feel like it's a very good setup for our shop because we do things a lot faster. But almost every movie industry, they have their own CNC. They have their own creative people. Everybody's building themselves now because the speed that they're generating and building things, it's so fast. You have no time even to go pick up the product and come back. It's so I like, I like that speed. I like that rotation that it's not sitting in my shop like a kitchen cabinet for one month and I'm staring at it. I like every day to come on the floor and look at something new. <laughs> Especially if it was Shaker, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not the only guy we that can, has a hate I, for Shaker. I truly, I truly believe that the people that think alike, I think you think like us. Yeah, of course. We can build a team together that it will be the most powerful team ever. I think we can find the right people who want to adapt to technology, learn it, invest in it. And uh, I want to build that team. That's
0: my. I don't I don't have a heavy foot like you do when you drive. I have uh, understood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a little older that way. And I guess, but he doesn't get on bikes. No, no. That's why. See, because yeah. I think if you I get used on a to. bike. I used to. You I used sold to? my bike. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think if you stay on a bike, you actually uh, behave a little bit better you on be- the road.
2: Do you behave on your bike?
0: I behave on my bike. Oh because I want to get to point B. Okay.
4: Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm the opposite. When I rode, uh, I always rode aggressive because I never trusted anyone that was on the you road. You wanted to pass
3: anybody, not to kind of... Oh, like
4: I always passed them, I always, and I was loud always, so they know I was there. Oh, so we got four bikers here.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> interesting. I sold my bike, though. I'm Why? When you yeah, got married? You no, know, no, what happened was <laughs> I, I, I got my license. I passed my test. I was too lazy to go to the ministry to have the new M apply to my license six months passed I had to start from beginning so I'm like forget it I'm out I did
0: mine two days before it expired you're lucky I was lucky I walked in there and the guy ahead of me he gave me a heads up he goes he's gonna fucking fail you and I was like why he goes just watch out for that one curve and I was like I watched out for the one curve and I passed so I was like thanks buddy he, he didn't pass <laughs> All right, I think we covered quite a bit here. We gotta kinda wrap it up. I don't know, is there anything else that you wanna ask or <laughs> No, I think it was great. Like it's the future, man. Yeah.
4: This is the future of woodworking. And I'm so proud that it's Canadian, I really do.
0: And this is uh, technically it's not. You're creation, you're Armenian. Armenian, you're Greek. I'm Greek. I'm Portuguese. <laughs> so But you know. listen, this is Canada right now. Oh uh, I know. We are in Canada. We're on Canadian Canadian soil. I know. I have about six national. I have
2: about six different nationalities that work in this building. <laughs> That's amazing that you guys. Do you have any Canadians? Um, <laughs> 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 no, man, we're Canadian. <laughs> no, I mean born and bred Canada. No. Mungie Cakes you know well, what I mean a couple of them are born here but
4: well I actually am a Mungie Cake because I was born here oh you were born here yeah I was born here I don't want to talk to you man <laughs> I can't believe it seriously I, I still respect my uh, my heritage well, I, I, I've
2: spent most of my life here but I wasn't born here <laughs>
0: <laughs> no guys thank you very much no this problem. has been really enlightening I mean I'm, I always love coming to the shop here because the creativity just keeps on going crazy right so this has been amazing I think anybody that's listening to us hopefully they're woodworkers and they want to embraces technology, and hopefully you guys get more, uh, you know, highlight wearing co-op students out here with sawdust to learn to learn yeah, really well i i hope you guys get our age i hope you get the older guys i want to embrace it instead of walk away from it right
3: yeah I, I believe by the time we get to your age there won't be any person working in the shop it'll be our robots <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen i'm at his age you're talking about the same age <laughs> <laughs>
0: just do me a favor that machine when you guys get it in here call it sarah connor all right all just call it sarah connor just for me man. Uh, okay. And, right. and you know what
4: for me i i think uh, it's unfair that you guys haven't been posting some of your jobs on videos on instagram and on your social media he's just starting it would be something really interesting like even for me and manny to come in here and be so excited to be around your guys tools and around your projects our talk doesn't justify what I'm actually seeing, mm. and you really need to like showcase express it. and showcase yeah. this because it's really amazing, beautiful stuff. This is art. This isn't yeah. yes. just construction. We're, we're, this is we're, art. We're
2: taking baby steps, but we're gonna start taking some leaps.
3: Yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, today was my first post talking. <laughs> I noticed that. We gotta, gotta do but...
2: more of it. I've, I'm
4: thinking we should put a camera on the new guy. And just have him alive walking around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Live feed on the new guy. That's what we do. All right. So, uh, Carlito, you got to get us out of here? All right. Ready? Uh, There we go. We are getting out of here. Uh, Thank you very much, Uh, man. Thanks to everybody at Digital Fab here. And uh, Uh, we look forward to the new projects Uh, that are coming out, man. So, thanks so much. Hey, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. We are Uh, out of here. We're in the 416, baby. T.O.,
1: out of here.